Welcome to episode four of the AV Geeks Assemble podcast. I'm Andrew once again, and I'm your host for this week. This episode is very exciting because if you heard our clues in episode three, which hopefully you did listen to and managed to guess our guest, you will know why it's such an exciting one. Uh, before we do get to the main event, uh, we have a few items on our agenda. Uh, firstly, it's to thank you all once again for the fantastic feedback from our LFA 17 episode uh, with Robin a couple of weeks back. Um, we really enjoyed recording it. Uh, you know, we've heard the feedback and you guys really enjoyed listening to it. So thank you. Keep up the feedback and we will keep up trying to do our best for you guys with these podcasts. Um, if you haven't heard it, please go back and give it a listen on either YouTube or Spotify. Um, and it must be said that we do hear you. Um, we will be looking to add the podcast to other podcast app platforms. So thank you again for all the brilliant feedback. So with me this week to speak to our special guest are Ben. Hello there. And Tom. Hello there. How are we chaps? Are we all right? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, right. Nice, nice. Um, so before we get into everything, chaps, I thought we'd just have a little talk. Obviously, last week we spoke about the bad news about obviously air shows, not last week, last podcast about air shows and Fairford and things like that. Um, but since then, there's been some exciting online news, I guess you could call it. So uh, with the launch of COAP, which obviously for those who aren't aware, it's the Centre of Aviation Photography. Um, I mean, we've all been looking at it. We've all seen it. Um, guys, what are your general thoughts on it so far, Ben? Um, well, I, I was lucky enough to sign up on the uh, on the launch date, which was on Saturday last week, and um, along with quite a lot of other people around the world. And um, yeah. yeah, it's an absolutely amazing website that has been set up by Rich, uh, Rich Cooper, and and the team there. At, Centre of Aviation Photography. Uh, the content on there is brilliant with more stuff upcoming, more hints and tips. Um, just joined up the Merge on Facebook, which is the social media side of it. Um, and it's an absolutely amazing atmosphere. There is like no, tox- There's no toxic atmosphere there. It's just purely aviation photographers enthusiasts sharing their work sharing hints tips everything like that seeing stuff from all over the world america italy france japan which is incredible to see that sort of stuff yeah um and obviously back home here in the uk especially at lake and heath um but yeah there's a there's a lot more to come so if you haven't already this is like a shameless plug no, I'm not getting paid for it either. <laughs> um, if you if you haven't joined up already, I I would recommend joining up. It's um it's going to be a big thing, and, it, and like I say, kudos to to Rich and the team at, at Coat. Yeah, yeah, no, fair play, fair play to them because it, it is very impressive looking. Um, and to be honest, it's only the beginning, so I can only assume that as it grows, it will get better and better as well. Um, so that's good. Um, but yeah, so from all of us, uh, AV Geeks, Rich and the other guys at Co-App, best of luck with it all. And um, we're looking to seeing what you've got. Um, before we carry on, uh, Tom, I did just want to ask you about your fundraiser that you're doing this month. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so this month I'm running 100 kilometers for uh, cancer research. So nice. haven't set a target as of yet. Um, we're on track. So far, we've raised uh, thereabouts five hundred pounds. Nice. Um, so yeah, we've uh, we've ran. Well, let me think. I think it's about uh, we've we've got about 50, 55 kilometers remaining, and we've still got half the month to go. But yeah, no, the support's been brilliant. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, nice one. Um, have you got um, what? What's it on? Is it? Is it? Is there a link to the page or anything? Is it? Uh, what was it? Where is it? Yeah, so you, you can find the link in my uh, my Instagram page bio or, or on Facebook, but it's it's on just giving. Um, giving, okay, just giving. Okay, so for yeah, like like we say, for anyone interested, um, as Tom just said, he's running a hundred k this month to raise money for um, was it cancer research? Did you say? 
cancer research yeah cancer research so if you are interested if you want to keep up to date with how he's doing um and you want to help get those numbers up donate any money um or even just send a message because i know obviously times are tough at the moment you want to send send over some uh you know some some good energy and some positive vibes for tom um head over to his page and um let him know um but yeah thank you for that guys um so before we introduce our guest for this episode we just want to emphasize once again that our opinions are entirely our own uh, and that does go for any of our guests either today or in the future now that's out of the way it is time for our guests to join us on this flight we're still not quite sure on the final destination but we'll see where it goes So here we go, the big reveal. With us today is United States Air Force Captain Andrew Munoz, who is a former 494th Fighter Squadron F-15E Strike Eagle pilot and is now with the 335th Fighter Squadron back in the States. So, as he is more widely known as a sort of alter ego, Scoff the Duck. Hello, Andrew, or Scoff. (laughs) Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure and an honor for sure. How are you? Are you all right? I'm doing well. Thank you. How about you guys? Yeah, good, good. And um, to be honest with you, mate, we've been very excited for this uh, this podcast. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank, thanks again for having me. It's, a, it's an absolute honor and uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. No worries. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got um, into aviation, uh, how you ended up as a Strike Eagle pilot, and are you into your photography at all? Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I'm an Army brat. Uh, my, my, father was a, uh, my father and mother were both in the Army, oh, wow. um, and uh, uh, my dad was a uh, Special Forces combat engineer, uh, and I was... Uh, born and raised on an army base uh, here at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And uh, I spent a lot of time with my dad on base and the stem, my aviation uh, stemmed from um, basically uh, there was a air force base that was attached to the army base called Pope air force base. And all the time that I spent growing up on the army base, uh, I watched uh, airplanes taken off. There were times uh, there was a playground at the end of the runway where my dad would drop me off uh, <clears throat> on the playground. And I'd spend time there and I would just sit instead of playing on the, the equipment. I'd sit on the bench and I'd sit there and watch the runway and overlook the runway. And I'd, I'd watch uh, I watch all the planes come in uh, and take off. Uh, and, and from a young age, I always knew uh, that I wanted to be a pilot. I knew that I wanted to fly and my eyes always looked to the sky. And anytime a plane flew over, I just stopped and. That was my dream. So uh, it started with a dream, and uh, I had a great foundation that uh, that raised me to to believe and know that uh, dreams can be come true. Uh, so I did everything uh, that I could to make my um, dreams come true. Uh, so I went to the Air Force Academy. That was going to be my best chance to become a pilot, uh, and uh, I got a pilot slot. Went through pilot training. I knew going through pilot training and signing up to, to be a member of the armed forces that what I wanted to do was help the people on the ground that, um, that needed help. Uh, so my dad told me many stories uh, and I had a lot of um, people tell me growing up about how they thought, you know, the end was near and then here came air power coming over and it gave them strength. It gave them, you know, encouragement and it made them feel fearless. And I wanted to be one of those guys that, uh, that uh, helped those guys on the ground. So uh, I wanted to go, uh, I wanted to pursue uh, a career uh, in stopping bad people from trying to uh, affect the way we live our lives. And then I found myself in the, the mighty strike eagle. So um, <laughs> that's, that's how I became a, a pilot. That's, that's a little, the summary of how I became to where I am now. Uh, and, uh, and yes, I love photography. Um, I love, uh, especially being, uh, especially the time I spent in England, the, uh, all the enthusiasts and the love for aviation made me appreciate everything that I do even more. And I just love to see all the photos and, uh, all the passion for, for aviation. Um, 
I myself, I'm, I'm not the best photographer. The Probably the best photos I take are with my iPhone of my daughter. Uh, but uh, I love to take pictures. It, it is, uh, uh, it's fun for me. Uh, but uh, I, I appreciate, uh, I, I find more appreciation out of the photos that you guys take. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I'm sure there are plenty of them. Oh, um, yeah. And they're a lot better than what I can do with yeah. that. So. <laughs> you know what? I dread to imagine how many pictures you're tagged in a day. Have you, you, is that is it a daily occurrence, I'm assuming? It is. It is. And there's always a, there's always a new enthusiast that, uh, that just pops out of nowhere and tags me in 100 photos. And hey, it's great. I love it. <laughs> Nice. All right. So it doesn't get annoying then. That's good to hear. Not at all. Not at all. No, no ideal. Have you ever um, thought of maybe dabbling in photography yourself or you just obviously, like you say, you prefer seeing it? So here's something that I don't tell a lot of people. So uh, you guys are going to get uh, <laughs> a little inside look uh, about me. Uh, when I started pilot training, uh, I found out and I saw an ad for iPhone, iPhoneography, uh, which was an up and coming up and coming, uh, I guess, class, online class. And uh, I, I had to wait a year to start pilot training. And I thought, hey, why not? Uh, I'll enroll in something, try and make myself better and took a class on specifically photography around an iPhone. So oh, wow. um, there, I, I learned the basics, um, but obviously none of the high tech gear, uh, but I've always scroll through and I see a, a, a nice camera and do some research on it. And maybe someday in the future, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, ben, I notice you're not uh, saying anything bad about iPhones and Apple right now. Is, is there a reason? <laughs> oh, yeah. That? Or, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, you want to keep the gas sweet, you know. I <laughs> know <laughs> yeah, Apple's a fantastic product, and you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that is that's that's quite cool. I speak. I mean, look, you, you know, if if that's what you got and that's what you enjoy, a lot of us that's where we started anyway was our phones. And to be fair, with phones nowadays, they do take some cracking pictures. So we can't really judge them for that. Let's get on to a little icebreaker. Um, Tom, do you want to take take this one away? Yeah. So the best way that we thought we'd uh, get to know. Uh, I guess uh, we, we're going to play a little, a little game, a little icebreaker game. Uh, so it's a uh, rapid fire, this or that round, um, and yeah. So we'll see how it goes. And um, you ready for that panic? I got a full disclosure. Anybody that knows me, uh, I talk a lot, so I'll try and be as rapid as I can. <laughs> I don't think there's a time limit, so I think you should be all right. Right on. <laughs> right, let's roll in. So uh, number one, tea or coffee? Coffee. Coffee. Got to have my coffee. Yeah. That's it. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Definitely Ooh, a dog guy. Didn't even hesitate right. there. No. 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 <laughs> you can't be the dog, can you? <laughs> Instagram or Facebook? You got to do it for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Netflix and chill. Yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> music or podcast music i'm a huge music buff oh hang on so why have we got you on here then no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the big one here touching on what we're on about just ios or android yeah definitely ios right answer. <laughs> <laughs> health food or junk food oh i got, gotta gotta go with junk food yeah yeah i can't blame you can't blame you. Uh, restaurant or nightclub? I'm getting old, so I got to go with the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you the whole way on that one, to be yeah. fair. I'm, I'm actually with you, and I get judged for that. I'm 27 years old, and apparently I say I'm too old for that, and then I get judged for it. So, <laughs> Football or basketball? Football. I'm assuming that's American football. Yeah, I was going to say. It's both. Both. Oh, right. I, I was ready really? for it. Yeah, both. Both. I grew up playing uh, soccer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I loved uh, I loved my football while I was there. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm definitely a huge American football fan as well. Okay, fair enough. Just, yeah. just out of interest, teams that you, you uh, support? Man City. 
Oh, oh, oh cool. I know. I'm sorry. Controversial <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> uh, adventure, vacation, or relaxing vacation? Adventure, definitely. Adventures are great, you know. Yeah, Can't always looking for the next big thrill. That's nice. it, yeah. That's, this is an interesting one. I'll try to catch you out. Blue or red? Easy, red. <laughs> <laughs> And Mad Hatters or Panthers? Love my Panthers. Bleed red. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lake and Heath or Seymour Johnson? This is, this is a tough one. Uh, <clears throat> so being at Lake and Heath was a blessing, and I, I loved every minute that I was there, and it was an awesome opportunity. But uh, uh, I grew up an hour from Seymour Johnson. I was born and raised and spent uh, – most of my life here so uh, i'm i'm happy to be home i'm gonna have to go see more that's a, that's a good answer f15 or f35 Oof. have you seen the loadout of an f15 <laughs> yeah. oh, well i'm gonna have to go yeah. with f15 <laughs> that's it yeah. <laughs> coke or pepsi coke yeah i'm with you on that one as well uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well i agree tv or book TV. TV. Yeah. yeah. Very sure on that one. Cinema or theater? Cinema. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait for uh, can't wait for them to open up and we can all get back to normal. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it, we're yeah. all eagerly awaiting the release of Top Gun 2, surely. <laughs> we had a lot of, of plans. We had a lot of plans. Those plans keep getting postponed, but uh, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Can't wait. I know yeah. uh, I know it's Navy, but uh, you know we're not going to hold it against them. They, they <laughs> right. The next one then, uh, winter or summer? Summer. Yeah. Summer. I'm, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely cold blooded, and uh, I got to have my sunshine. <laughs> Can't beat it. Can't beat the summer. Yeah. Mac or PC? I gotta go with Mac. Yeah. Apple makes a good so, product. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then another tough one here. Four hundred ninety fourth or three hundred thirty fifth. Okay, I got to uh, I got to pass on this one because if yeah. I if if I answer either way, I'm crucified. Uh, <laughs> so we so have to pass the on that. One. Answer. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Sure, I'm sure we can put an edit in and say that he said the four ninety four. Final three now: beer or wine? Beer, beer. Um, yeah. No shame. I love Coors Light. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, get of, I get made fun of a lot for it, but uh, Coors Light, I love it. Hey, listen, this is a no judgment zone most of the uh, time. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one, car or bike? You like your bikes, bike. don't you? Yeah, I do. Bike. Two two wheeled machines and F 15s Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I love that saying. That doesn't get any better, does awesome. it? <laughs> And then the last one, ducks or geese? That's an easy one, Tom. It's definitely ducks. <laughs> definitely ducks. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice. Yeah. So, well, well there we go. We've, uh, we've got to know you a little bit better with that icebreaker. Some interesting answers. So, fair play to you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, fair play. So let's talk about the you know your favorite places that you visited um, during your time with the uh, United States Air Force. Have you got anything that stands out at all? Or? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tell this all the time. Uh, tell the story all the time. I, I mean, I traveled all through Europe, all through the UK, and uh, the best place that I visited uh, with uh, one of my best friends was the Mock Loop. We went and uh, we camped out. Um, <clears throat> at the mock loop and it, it stems from uh i one of the reasons why i wanted to come to to lake and heath was so i could get the opportunity to fly through the mock loop and it took me uh it took me maybe two and a half years before i actually got to fly through okay and uh Blimey, yeah. it, it 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 was very funny uh, it's a funny story because um uh i sure i i tried maybe seven times and the weather just didn't help out and we would do plan it and go out there and we just we never break out of the clouds uh, and so we'd have to abort to low level and uh, I got frustrated because uh, 
went on the first deployment and, and then came back and the brand new lieutenants that had just showed up in the squadron on their very first flight, their, their flight was going through the mock loop and I, um, and I'd had it. Uh, and <laughs> I, I had a, I had a buddy of mine that uh, flies C-130s uh, in the States and he came, uh, came and visited us. And I said, you know what, the weather looks good. I had taken time off and we were sitting there and I go, man, you know what we should do? We should, because he was also a, a mock loop uh, fan. And uh, I said, Friday, there's, there's not a cloud forecasted in the sky. I know that fighter squadrons go through the loop on Fridays, fast yet Fridays. We got to go, we got to go to the mock loop. Let's go camp out. And so we did all the planning. We deep dove in the internet and found everything, you know, all the, all the tricks. And uh, we went and we camped out at the mock loop and it was the most amazing experience uh, I had while I was there in places that I visited. Um, Unfortunately, it was uh, it was when the RAF was banned from uh, flying through, but uh, we got to see a two ship of Strike Eagles fly through at uh, 10 a.m. in the morning, and we had a blast. Uh, it was it was an amazing time. Uh, the landscape, camping out, uh, it was great. It was great. See, that's that's cool. I because mean, like I say, I've said previously, I've still not actually been to the Mac Loop. So the fact that you've done it in both, as you know, viewing and doing, that is cool. And I'll tell you what, to be fair, that's quite nice that of all the places you've been to, that's the one that stands out. That is really cool. Oh, I've, I've been all over and it was, um, uh, I, you know, it was one of those things that, like I talked about, make your own dreams come, make your dreams come true. And I wanted to go to the Mac Loop. And if it was either in a jet or if it was with my two feet, I was going to make it happen and we made it happen. So yeah. you, I, it, was, it was an awesome time. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the first time I get to experience it, to be fair. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's when well, I hope it happens soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you obviously that's a low level flying. Have you, do you do much of that um, elsewhere as well? Like Obviously, I know you do it in the States, but have you done it elsewhere as well? Or Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done it all over. Um, uh, <clears throat> I know that the, the RAF, the, their initial qualification is immediately down to 300 feet, uh, from what I'm, what I'm told, um, uh, in the air force, our initial qualification is only down to 500. Uh, I went through my upgraded, uh, my upgrade training to go down to 300 feet in, um, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so I've low, low flown through, uh, all through the middle East, uh, on training. Yeah. Uh, I've done, done it here in the States. Uh, and then, yeah, all, all over, uh, all over the UK as well. I mean, before we get to the next question, I just have to ask, what's it like flying a fast jet at 300 feet? What is that like? Adrenaline, yeah. pure adrenaline. Uh, it's, uh, one of those, uh, one V one kind of things of, uh, it's either you or the ground, uh, but <laughs> you want to get as close to it as you can. Uh, and you know, it, it's something that makes you feel alive, uh, <clears throat> that's the best easiest way i can describe it uh, yeah it's amazing it's amazing wow. yeah because like i say like i can't even fathom what it must be like you know so it's it's interesting to hear it firsthand is you know it's it's amazing to hear so thank you oh of course of course yeah yeah it's uh it's it's a great time it's uh, especially in the strike eagle that's uh that's one of the places where we like to live is uh down low <laughs> nice <laughs> nice um the public, have you ever done a, an air show in the uk states or in europe or um have you ever done a fly pass or have you been involved in planning or anything like that yeah um i haven't done a, a, a fly pass in the uk uh i did the family day at marham i believe that was in 2019 i think march of 2019 we did uh we did the family day um and uh, i let a two ship in and, and we did a static display uh, so not really a fly pass but uh, we did the static display there Okay. Uh, and it was, it was awesome, very welcoming and, and got to, uh, you know, spread the love of the strike Eagle a little bit there. Um, the, uh, most pure fly pass that uh, I could, uh, say that I took part of, we were stationed, uh, on our deployment. This was beginning of 2020. Uh, we supported the 2020 Kuwait air show. We were in Saudi. And uh, we did a four-day uh, flight. Every day we took off out of Saudi, and we would 
uh, aerial refuel and we would drop into the air show and we would do a small demonstration. Uh, the Strike Eagle doesn't really have a demonstration team. Uh, so we do what we can whenever we're allotted one of these abilities to, to go demonstrate the capabilities. Uh, and we basically put on um, a small demonstration uh, from what we're allowed to do. Uh, but uh, yeah, the 2020 Kuwaiti Air Show, it was uh, about 75,000 people over four days uh, where we got to, you know, drop in and um, show off the striking a little bit. Nice. Okay. That's, again, really nice insight because, um, again, it's we, we usually see it from the ground. Um, so it's nice to hear it from the uh, aerial view side of things. So that's seriously cool. Well, I... I, I... I'd never really part, uh, took in a fly pass before. So it was interesting to me uh, when we were trying to think about it from the air, because uh, obviously I've been to fly pass on the ground, uh, but thinking about where's our action point and trying to, you know, envision where is stage center and where do you want the action to happen was uh, something that I'd never thought about uh, in flights past of like, um, uh, you know where where do we want you know the the action to take place uh, or um you know at what speed do we want to be right uh at when you know you're in the middle of the air show uh so that everybody can get the, the best effect it was different for for us uh, being in the cockpit trying to you know make sure that it was a perfect show um being a two-person jet it was great to make sure that i could look forward and you know just uh see or your airspeed, your altitude and where you were, but actually having somebody that's looking out and being like, go now. So that, you know, right at the stage center, they could call the action point to, you know, uh, do an unrestricted climb or, you know, uh, dive in to do, you know, a, a small demonstration. Yeah, no, that's cool. Cause obviously a lot, or not all of them, but a lot of the stuff that we see at air shows at the moment are, you know, single seat displays. Um, so obviously to do all of that, that you've just, you know, explained must be one hell of a task to carry out. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience. And, uh, the craziest part about me was that or the craziest part about the experience was that we were in the desert and I hadn't seen grass in a very long time, but the Kuwait, the Kuwait approach end to their main runway has Kuwait spelled out in grass and we were doing the satellite imagery you know review and I said no way that that's grass and sure enough you look out and there's Kuwait spelled out in grass that's mental brilliant um right so on to the next thing so Tom um as far as we've been told you've got a few questions Out of all the, obviously there's loads of low-fly areas in the UK, you know, the Matlu, you've got Wales. Have you got a particular favourite? And if so, as well, what, what low-fly areas have you flown in the UK? My personal favourite is uh, LFA-7. Uh, I love going to the Mach Loop. Um, I tried to go as much as I could, much as that, uh, any chance that I got, I'd go out there. Um, because, uh, like I said before, um, I wanted to come here to Lake and Heath so I could go flying in, in the mock loop. Um, and it was a dream of mine and I wanted to make it happen. So, uh, I have to go with LFA seven, but, um, I I've flown all over. Um, I can't remember all of the LFAs to be honest with you, uh, <laughs> no. but uh, I, I know that, um, I know that most, uh, air crew would like to go fly in the Lake district. Uh, it's a little bit better uh, terrain uh, to navigate through, and there's a lot more options. But uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of LFA seven and the Mach Loop. That's that's a good answer. Yeah, it's 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 great yeah. to be you know to go up there yourself as a photographer and see. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. So, um, what is your favorite part of flying? Favorite part of flying. Um, and it, it's going to be uh, <clears throat> favorite part of flying is going to be more for uh, all, all of the brethren there in, in, in the UK is no matter what the weather is, you know, when I get to fly, I get to see the sun. 
Uh, and that that's yeah. that's something that's you know especially you guys know when you haven't seen the sun in two three weeks getting to go airborne and break through that cloud and there it is and the, and the sun's there and the warmth on your face when you haven't seen it in a while is, is for me is the best part and yeah. um, I get to come home and tell my wife and, and my daughter you know I got to see the sun today <laughs> so it's, a, it's a nice feeling really- like you say, that's a, a rare occurrence in the UK, especially at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just got jealous of you saying that. So cheers. <laughs> yeah, it must be great up there, you know. And I guess you know, sunsets, sunrises, you must see some amazing, amazing spectacles up there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there's nothing like uh, there's nothing like watching the sunrise at thirty thousand feet. It's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a true experience. That's brilliant. Um, so a question um, that a lot for I know a lot of people have been asking, um, and if you're okay to answer, um, obviously you fly with your mascot Scoff. Uh, would you be able to tell people what the meaning behind Scoff is? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Scoff, Scoff the duck, stands for uh, a saying that came from all of the briefs that I attended in, in every flight, uh, upgrading uh, and uh, learning all the things that I've learned till now. And we trained to uh, a timeline on missiles. Uh, and we basically take, you know, we take Intel analysis and say, this is the, this is the missile that we're gonna train to. And this is the most threatening missile. And it's the most capable. So we go off a timeline off of that missile. Um, so all of our tactics are based on the most threatening missile, uh, but every engagement starts off, uh, beyond visual range and and usually winds up with somebody going to within visual, uh, range combat. Uh, and, uh, we would always talk to, and all of our tactics are briefed off of those beyond visual range tactics. But when you get within visual range, there is a, uh, uh, a missile known as the duck, the 10 Delta uh, that has been nicknamed the duck. So we talk to all these tactics of these, this missile, this missile, this missile, and then it always ends with don't scoff the duck, which is a very capable <laughs> missile, but it's, it's not the most threatening missile that we train to, but uh, still a very capable missile within visual range. So uh, it always got, um, it always uh, was always said, don't scoff the duck. Um <clears throat> And then I started flying with scoff. Uh, well, I started flying with a duck, and then all my friends said, "Yeah, don't scoff the duck." And then it just stuck and scoffed <laughs> the duck. So that's class. That's brilliant. That is class. I like that. <laughs> I'm guessing by the way you were looking down on camera, you've got scoff down there with you. Yeah, yeah, scoff. There uh, he scoff, is. Scoff, there scoff, he is. Scoff, Yay, goes the, everywhere with me. So most famous yeah. duck in aviation. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> The man himself. <laughs> the duck himself. That's brilliant. Yeah, he, he'd like to That's say it. hello, but, you know, cat's got his tongue, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant. No, thanks, thanks for that insight. That's, that's really, really interesting. Of course, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So this is quite a uh, more, more technical uh, question. When you compare the airspace uh, that is on offer in the UK, and the US is it is it similar or is it very different? Oh, it's very different. Uh, it's very different. Um, you know, I, I um, got all my qualifications to become a pilot here in, in the uh, in the states, and then went to the UK and had to learn um, <clears throat> learn a whole new set of rules. Uh, and it was different at first, uh, but then with my time being there, it, it became comfortable. Uh, and then I had came back to the States and I've actually been struggling because it's a lot more challenging, uh, in my opinion, to fly here with all the, the rules and regulations that uh, we have here. But uh, the, the best part that and the easiest way I can explain it is that in the UK, we get assigned a military controller. Um, so here, when we when we fly in the States, we, we're talking with all uh, the controllers that are handling all of the other civilian air traffic. Uh, but in the UK, we get assigned a military controller that that's all we talk to. And it, it was such an awesome experience because you would talk to these military controllers and it would just be you and maybe another military formation on that frequency. And you didn't have any other communications going on on that frequency, which allowed you to think a lot more, 
um, and, and basically gave you a lot more situational awareness uh, or freed up situational awareness elsewhere. Um, uh, so uh, it was, it was uh, challenging to come back because now you have to wait for all of these communications from all the other civilian air traffic before you can make a request. Where as in the UK, I would make a request and then the military controller would then talk to their civilian counterparts and clear up airspace for you and allow you to do um, you know, the, the maneuvers that we needed to do uh, anywhere. Here, we have to be in, we have to be in certain airspace uh, in order to do the, the maneuvers that we need to do. Whereas in the UK, that was another thing. As long as we weren't in what we call green airspace, uh, which is airspace that's allotted for the civilian traffic, it's corridors for them to fly through, uh, we could go anywhere in the weather and do what we needed to do. Where here in the US, we, we have to be in the airspace. And then a lot of the times in the airspace, we have to be clear of the weather where um, it allows us, it, it kind of cuffs us to do a lot less than what we did in the UK. Now, um, I'm, I'm sure when uh, all of my friends hear this, uh, they, they, you know, they're going to start arguing about which which airspace is better. Uh, but me personally, uh, I, I thought that the, the airspace in the UK allowed us to do a lot more uh, and gave us a lot more freedom to 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 train um, and do what we needed to practice. Score one for the UK. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Class. That's really interesting because, again, these are things that we don't really know much about. So the insight is is really cool. It is really cool. Yeah, it, it, was, it was great. Uh, it, like I said, it, it, was, it was challenging to come back and, oh, man, I have to remember all these rules. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, roll with the punches and figure it out. That's it. Right, so uh, another one then. So obviously your call sign that you use, panic. How how did that come about? How did you get your call sign? So uh, most most people, you gotta buy them. You gotta buy them a beer in order for them to tell you your call sign. Uh, but uh, I like you guys. Uh, so <laughs> panic, panic for me came from my first combat flight. Um, my uh, I was in. Um, I was in Syria flying my first combat mission at night, uh, and I didn't have a whole lot of experience at night and we are rejoining on the tanker and it is the worst thunderstorms, uh, imaginable. And there's lightning going off all over and I'm doing everything I can just to hang on to the wing of the tanker, um, <clears throat> And I mean, you, you look out and you could see the wings of the tanker flop uh, as it, it would hit turbulence going through the clouds. And um, <clears throat> I made it to maybe 10 pounds of gas before I could actually get on the boom and or I would have had to turn back and, and return to base. Uh, but I finally you know, got stable enough to, to refuel uh, and then went into, went into uh, our cap. And uh, we were capping in the, the north uh, north part of the country in, in Syria, uh, at, along the Turkish border and flying along. And I see a big flash and I tell my flight lead, I go, Hey, I just saw an explosion, uh, down my left wing line. Uh, there's a big explosion. And he goes, confirm. You said your left, left wing line. I go, yep, that's right. And he came back and he tells me, you sure it was your left? But yes, I'm telling you, I was looking this way and I saw an explosion. Confirm that was to the north. But yes, it, to the north, down <laughs> my left wing line, I saw an explosion. That's Turkey in friendly airspace. <laughs> and wow. then we got through and you know, I was all I was worried about an explosion that went off and it was uh, lightning that I was seeing. So <laughs> <laughs> So I, I guess, I, I don't know, I guess I'm a little jumpy sometimes. I mean, to be fair, in that instance, I cannot say I blame you. I don't think there's many people that wouldn't right there and then. I mean, people will call me uh, a quibbler, but I, I swear I still saw, I swear I saw an explosion. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, with uh, with everything that was going on, it probably probably was lightning. 
<laughs> well, to be fair with you saying that you got to be bought a beer to tell us that, now that you've told us, we all owe you a beer. So if oh, we yeah, ever manage hey. to catch up, the drinks are on us. That's Don't it, forget yeah. Coors Light. Yeah. <laughs> we'll remember. <laughs> um, Tom, have you got a couple more? Yeah, I've got a few more. Um, so, obviously... Like what we touched on, just pilots, you, you fly day and night, you fly all weathers. Uh, do you have a preference? Do you prefer to fly in the day? Do you prefer to fly, fly in the night? And are they different? Oh, yes, absolutely different. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience uh, flying at night, but uh, on both deployments, uh, I was uh, a night flyer. Uh, I volunteered to fly on the first deployment at night, and then I realized how challenging it was. And and, and again, this is... This is uh, this is in, in a, a deployed setting. Uh, I volunteered to fly at night um, because of how challenging it was. Uh, and because of that first deployment that I flew, I flew entirely at night. It made me such a better aviator uh, in terms of uh, you, you lose so much uh, situational awareness of what's going on around you without seeing the horizon that it forces you to rely a lot on instruments uh, and your brain. Uh, and it makes you have to think a lot harder. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I, I realized on the second deployment, I volunteered at night uh, to fly at night because uh, I knew how challenging it was. Uh, and I would much rather uh, put myself in that situation than, you know, one of my wingmen uh, that would uh, also have to fly. And everybody's capable of flying at night. Uh, not, to, not to take away from anybody else, but I, I just know that it's more challenging uh, and um, <clears throat> want to make it easier uh, and try to be a bro and, and help out help out somebody else in the squadron. But that being said, uh, in a deployed setting, I like to fly at night. But, I mean, nothing beats clearing a million from the surface to the sky, seeing the horizon, going upside down, going crazy, and doing whatever you like. Uh, but uh, uh, in a deployed setting, I like to fly at night. But uh, here in training, I love to fly and see the sun and and uh, take it for a spin. Nice. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, and then I'm going to ask one more. Um, obviously, you know, you've been at Lake and Ethan. We all know through social media, there's a massive uh, fan base for you guys, you know, Lake Neath, the pilots, one of your photographers, and obviously you haven't been based there. Do you have a particular moment that stands out to you, like your your most memorable moment? Yeah, uh, I definitely do. Um, the My most memorable moments in Lake Neath, and, and I hate to be um, uh, a downer, uh, but the most memorable moment I have in Lake Neath was uh, on June 15th of uh, last year. Uh, when Cage Allen went down, uh, I was uh, one of two. Uh, I was one of the, the I was in the first formation that took off when Cage Allen went down. Um, and uh, we went to we, we were starting up for a training mission. And then they told us that we were going to go out and perform search and rescue. Uh, and it was um, one of the most challenging sorties that I've ever flown. Uh, and the most memorable moment that I had in Lake Neath was coming home to my, to my family. Um, <clears throat> and because it was one of those things that, uh, you know, it, it, it really is, uh, a dangerous job, uh, and it made me appreciate life uh, and it made me appreciate that, uh, I get to come home. And, uh, that was my most memorable. I've, I've had tons of memorable experiences. It was an amazing time at Lake Neath, but the, that was, that was the most memorable experience that I had. And that is one reason why SCOF is so important to me. Um, I went on two deployments in my time there at Lake and Heath. And uh, I realized that, uh, you know, my daughter, by the second deployment, I had been gone for half of my daughter's life. And um, I didn't want my daughter to think that I lived through a telephone. So the second deployment, I, I took SCOF so that I could, uh, you know, I could relate more with my daughter because she loved scoff so much. Uh, and she would, she would go crazy. She would love to see scoff and, uh, and everything that her and her dad were doing together. And, uh, uh, after cage went down, it was, uh, I hadn't flown with him in training. So I took him up one day and 
I I knew maybe a picture was going to come out and I was completely humbled with everybody that started talking about scoff and realized, you know, that scoff meant more than just a mascot. Scoff meant more than, you know, just a symbol. Scoff, uh, scoff's job was to keep me safe because my job was to bring scoff to my daughter home uh, every day. Uh, and it's, it's such a, it's become such an emotional experience. Every day I walk through the door and my daughter runs up to me and says, daddy. And then she goes, scoff, you know, and she asks, scoff, you know, how was your flight today? So it's been a, it's been a great, it's been a great, great experience. I mean, just before we carry on, um, just obviously on what you've said there, um, our thoughts are obviously still with uh, Cage Allen and his family. Um, it can't have been an easy time, um, and we hope the family are doing as well as they can. Um, yeah, cool. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, thank you for that. Man, that, that hit hard, that did. I mean... I've, I've got a little boy and I've got a message and I'm, I'm nowhere near anywhere what you guys do. You guys do an absolutely incredible job day in and day out, whether your boots on the ground, you're on the water or you're in the air 24-7. You, you are looking after us normal bobs that are just on the ground. And hearing that one story has, has really hit hard. And I just want to say from all of us, a massive thank you for everything you do. Um, the sacrifices that you guys and girls do on a daily basis is incredible. And it is, yeah, it is an honour. And you know, I just want to say thank you for... for well, thank you, thank you. Second, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, I know uh, everybody in the armed forces appreciates it. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's tough nowadays, the, you know, uh, more, more people in the armed forces need to hear that that appreciation. So, uh, thank you, thank you, and thank you guys for all your support. A pleasure, a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Right, um, I've got some uh, some questions that have popped up from the uh, the Lake and Heath. Uh, enthusiast Facebook group you probably, you probably know because quite a lot of your uh, your pictures are on there with, yeah, uh, with, with, yeah. with you and Scoff um, so the first one's from uh, Craig Starbridge uh, I think we kind of touched on this one a little bit um, what was your favourite thing about flying in the UK? The favorite, My favourite thing about flying in the UK was the enthusiasm the, the passion uh, the love for flying um, <clears throat> from everyone all around uh it, it was such an amazing it was such an amazing experience seeing so many people be involved and wanting to know and 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 you know taking photographs uh asking for swag and patches and shirts it was awesome uh and that's one of the things that uh i'd like to apologize in advance to all my my followers for for scoff is that uh, there's just not we don't have that that uh, enthusiasm here uh so <laughs> i promise you scoff scoff's doing well and uh, I'm, I'm i'm hoping to get back uh, and post a lot more more uh photos for for everybody that uh that loves to follow him, but uh, it, it was amazing. That was the best part. That was the best part. Was all the enthusiasm. Awesome. Well, brilliant. Um, next question is from uh, Clive Mir. Um, do you still feel sick when pulling G? No, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, matter of fact, it, it, as a pilot. Uh, you only have a certain amount of, of flights when you go through training, your initial qualification in order to get, uh, uh, in order to get your wings. You only have, I think it's five to 10 flights where you're not allowed to get sick. Um, and they either have to put you through uh, a specialized training to, to try and get you to not get sick uh, or, you know, they have to reclass you. Um, because if you can imagine, you know, trying to uh, control control an aircraft and, and recover it safely, you, you can't, you don't have the time to be sick. Now, I always try to tell people it's it's kind of like driving in a car, you know, uh, if you're riding, riding in the passenger seat and you're reading or, you know, you, you just naturally get car sick, 
most people that get car sick in the passenger seat, they, they don't get sick when they're driving. So it, it's usually a lot easier uh, as, a, as a pilot not to get sick after a while. But pulling G's, you, I'll tell you, you, you will get sore. Uh, there, there are a lot of times where you get kinks in your necks and your, your, uh, your back will start to be sore, but uh, you know, nothing, a little bit of stretching and Advil won't help. Nice. <laughs> just, out, just out of curiosity, what's the, um, what's the most you pull G-wise? Uh, 8.9. 8.9. Impressive. Right, right Impressive. The, <laughs> oh. uh, the, the Strike Eagle, uh, is, she's a beast, but she's she's got a lot of drag on her. She's she's chubby. She uh, she can't <laughs> she, she can't sustain that the, that amount of G's for very long, but uh, she can definitely touch it. So that's class. That's wicked. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then one final question has come from a follower on, on Instagram um, from LR.ZN Photography. Um, what has been your favorite ride in an F-15? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> oof. Favorite ride in an F-15. To be honest with you, I, I, I can't answer that. Um, that they're all awesome. They're all amazing. Um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a blessing to fly it every day. Uh, but, uh, I will say that any, any, any good ride in F 15 is one where you get to come back. So, uh, I, I love flying it and there's just so many that I have. There's so many memories that I have. Uh, I got a lot of time flying it and, uh, I love every hour out of it. Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to talk, you know, another couple hours, I, <laughs> I could go on. But uh, yeah, there's so many, so much time I've spent. Uh, I love every minute of it. So yeah, no, fair play, fair play. I mean, like I say, we did receive quite a few questions. Um, to those of you who did submit questions that we didn't ask, we apologize. Um, you never know. Maybe we'll catch up in the future again for some more questions. Um, but obviously, otherwise, this would be a three, four hour long podcast. <laughs> like I said, I love to talk a lot. So uh, I would be more than happy to come back. And uh, I, I love talking about what I do. And uh, uh, please feel free to. I'm not shy. class Um, nice one well we've got a couple more well we're going to see if we've got a couple more questions for you and then after that we're going to see if you've got any questions for us Um, my question for you is obviously it's weird because I'm asking a fast jet pilot questions but my question to you isn't about that I'm going to ask you about air shows so have you been to many in your time as a civilian and do you have a favorite air show to attend absolutely um (laughs) yes um so I, I talked about how I grew up wanting to always look into the sky wanting to you know be an aviator and and take to the skies uh Seymour Johnson uh, offers a, an air show. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's every two years. Uh, I, I know that this year, this year's was canceled, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, they offer an air show called Wings Wings Over Wayne. Uh, Wayne uh, County is the county that, uh, that Seymour Johnson is based in, and it's called Wings Over Wayne. And um, I have a very, very vivid memory of uh, being about 10 years old. Uh, and going up to an F-22 demonstration pilot in front of a static display and him telling me as a 10-year-old boy, I did it, you can do it. Uh, And it was such a motivational, um, you know, experience in my life that 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 has always stuck with me. Uh, And then when I was in the uh, basic qualification course, here at Seymour Johnson four years ago, learning how to fly the Strike Eagle, they had the Wings Over Wayne Air Show, and uh, I was luckily there to uh, basically man a static air show or the static display, uh, and and I felt like a ten year old little boy still standing yeah. there under under the Strike Eagle watching the demonstration go on. So I, I if you guys ever get the chance to come here to North Carolina, uh, please, I would love to be be a host and for you guys to stay with me and come watch the Wings Over Wayne Air Show here in, in North Carolina. Sounds spot on to me. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's what I'm
Um, ben, have you got any questions for Panic? Um, so this, this will probably be a tough one. If if you didn't get to pick, or I don't know how it works, um, if you didn't get to fly the F-15, what other, what other aircraft would you want to fly and why? Uh, I've thought about this a lot. Um, and really what it comes down to is anything anything in the Air Force would have been an, an amazing opportunity to fly uh, because we're such a team. Uh, we require uh, every asset is important for one reason or another, and we need uh, the, the assets that we have. And it, it would have been an amazing opportunity to fly in any asset uh, that, that the Air Force has. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I have BFM'd against a Raptor. I would love to tell you that I'd love to go take one of those for a spin. Uh, I'd love, I would have loved to fly the, the SR-71. The, you know, I could talk, go on and on and talk about all, you know, my favorite airplanes, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the truth is, uh, we're all a team and we need every single platform that we have available. So awesome. good question. Yeah. Yeah. Very good question. Um, Tom, have you got any more, mate? So, yeah, actually talking about favorite aircrafts and what have you, what, what aircraft have you flown, uh, aside from the F-15? Uh, so most of all my flying experience has been with the Air Force. Uh, in order to get to pilot training, you have to go through uh, introductory flight screening. Um, and we fly, I don't know, maybe six hours in a, a Diamond DA-20. Uh, is a two-seat airplane with a lawnmower engine. That was an experience. Um, I have flown the T6 Texan II, uh, the T38, uh, nice. and then the Strike Eagle. And then I have maybe a, about six hours in a, uh, in a Cessna 172. Uh, I'm hoping to to get some more civil aviation experience uh, and go flying. And, you know, someday I'm hoping that I'd get a nice little plot of land with a grass strip and my own, you know, fleet of planes to go out and fly around for fun. <laughs> nice. Uh, that'd be great, yeah. I also, I still think it's magic how a helicopter flies, but uh, someday hoping to to get called in, in some kind of rotary aircraft. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> Or maybe an in between, maybe go for an Osprey or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> um, class. Uh, Panic, we're going to uh, do a little switcheroo here. Have you got any questions for us? Yeah, Tom. Uh, so I've been following uh, I've been following your run for cancer research. Uh, I'm just curious what, uh, what uh, uh, inspired you to do that. To be honest, it came about um, a couple of weeks ago. I was just sat there um, having an email. I just thought, you know what, I, I want to do something different. Um, I mean, I'm I'm hoping to uh, get get into the Royal Air Force at some point. And obviously, fitness is is a key part. You know, you have to be fit. And I thought, what can I do to keep me motivated to keep fit, but also help others? Um, you know, and it's something that's quite close to my heart. There's a, a few family members who we sadly lost to it. And I thought, you know what, I, I want to do some, I want to give something back. I'm going to set myself a challenge that, you know, that will benefit me, but that can also benefit others. Um, so that's when I decided that's what I wanted to do. And um, yeah, it's, it's going good. It's going all right so far. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I, I'm sorry for, for those that you've lost and uh, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Brilliant. That, that, thanks I, I wish you luck. Yeah. Uh, what is the first thing that you want to do uh, when when lockdowns lift? Um, you know what? It's a weird one because uh, I've actually, I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I have actually managed to keep myself as busy as possible during lockdown. Um, I'm technically, in a way, a key worker anyway, so I'm an electrician. Um, so I've okay. been working through the whole thing. Um, but at the same time, on top of that, I've you know i've i've started going into other things um just trying to 
better myself and my future. Um, you know, it's something that I'll talk about at some point soon, but I've very recently um, become part owner of um, my local reptile shop because it's a, a big passion of mine as well as aviation. Um, I've got another private podcast about reptiles and things like that. I'm into photography. Oh, awesome. I'm trying to do, um, you know, trying to get my name out there for maybe some wedding photography. Um, I'm just basically trying to, you know, expand on things I enjoy and just trying to better things for my future. Um, so that's what I've been doing during lockdown. As for when lockdown ends, it's going to be something simple. You know, um, obviously, on the one hand, it's going to see my family because they're in London and I'm in Devon. Um, but just, you know, for me and my fiance to go to a restaurant together and sit and have dinner out in public in a nice environment with someone cooking our dinner for us, um, have a little drink or two as well. Um, yeah. That's that's up there on the list for sure. So uh, aviation wise. I need to get to an airbase for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's probably my answer for that, even if it was quite long-winded. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. Congrats. That's it. Cheers. So you're the rena- you're you're the classic Renaissance man, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, ben, where's no, the best no. place to get a pint? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Tough um, one for last, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. It, it depends what your uh, what your tickle is, really. I mean, down down where I am, we, I'm on the on on the uh, on the seafront. I got a beachfront, so there's quite a few bars down there. Um, I don't know if you've ever visited one. There's uh, a chain called the Weatherspoons. If you ever want to go for a a cheap night out and and drink lots, then a Weatherspoon's your place to go. Cheap pints, and <laughs> oh. yeah, you can get lotted pretty quick. But what? myself personally, and there's not many of them around anymore. I I prefer a proper traditional English pub where you go in and there's an open fire, and you've got a barman or a barwoman behind there, and it's rustic. There's no, you know, oh, we can serve you a three course meal. It's just a packet of crisps, you know, some pork scratchings. And just sit there, and you know, that's that's what I like. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, rough, rough, a rustic pub, really, or you know, just go and take a couple of couple of cans or some bottles, and go and sit with some friends, and just uh, just chill out, and yeah, especially during the summer, it's nice. Yeah, right on. That's uh, that's one of the things that we miss uh, most about about the UK is the the rustic pub uh, <laughs> uh, feel, the ambiance. So, mm. but. Uh, Weatherspoon. I'll definitely when I when I get back, I'll definitely have to go there. There's plenty of them, mate. There's yeah, plenty there's, of them. There is plenty yeah. of them. I mean, I'm I'm 17. I can't comment. <laughs> Class. Oh, brilliant. Nice one. Um, right, well, gents, if that's it for questions, um, I think that just about gets us back to base after another flight. Um, panic we hope you and scoff have enjoyed it and that there wasn't too much turbulence um but it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you thank um, you uh, it's an absolute honor uh i can't tell you how humbled uh we are the the whole family uh for everybody uh and everybody's support and enthusiasm uh we we from the bottom of our hearts we appreciate it thank you and uh please like i said i'm not shy uh, if you guys ever have any questions, please reach out and uh, I'd love to be back whenever you guys have me. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. We'll Thank probably you. take you up on that because I'm sure right. we've got more questions. But Two um, thumbs up, too easy. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, before we do um, get going, we'll just go around the group um, so you can find us all on social media. Um, obviously, Panic, feel free to give away as little or as much as you please on this one. Um, but Ben, uh, social media handles, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, so yes, same as normal for uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's uh, Ben's underscore aviation underscore photography. And that's both uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Nice one. Uh, Tom? Yeah, uh, Instagram is aviation dot underscore photography. And uh, Facebook is Tom dot Whitworth dot photography, I think. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know my own username. I do apologise. It's probably not ideal, mate. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll yeah. be able to link you somewhere. Um, That's it. Obviously, panic. This one's completely up to you, as much or as little. Or if Scott's got a page, feel free to let us know what it is. No, absolutely. Uh, Scoff. Uh, Scoff's Instagram is uh, Scoff the Duck. One word: S C O F F T H E D U C K. Uh, and then he also has a Facebook page, scoff, one word, space, and then it's the duck, one word. Uh, <clears throat> so feel free to follow us. And uh, like I said, I've, I apologize. It's been a while since he's uh, he's been around to post, but uh, I'm hoping that he'll get posting here soon. Yeah, no, no worries. No, that's cool. Thank you. Um, right. So again, thank you for joining us on episode four, uh, of the AV geeks assemble podcast. And thank you to everyone listening. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did because it has been fantastic. Um, please drop us a DM on Instagram or join the Facebook group. If you want to give us any feedback, just let us know because the feedback has been really good. Um, so keep it up, whether it's, you know, positive uh, or negative, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. Criticism. Or constructive criticism. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, just let us know. So in episode five, we will have another special guest. Uh, we will uh, talk more about that on our Facebook and Instagram um, at some point soon. We'll start giving out little hints or whatever on who we're going to have. Um, the only hint we'll give you so far is they are part of the Royal Navy. Um, so that will be a good one as well. Um what we'll do is once we've let a little bit more go, you can start sending us questions as we've done for this one. Um, again, DM us on Instagram, avgeeks underscore assemble, um, or we'll start a topic on our Facebook group um, for you to post your questions on. Um, so thank you again for this week's guests uh, or guests, uh, which are uh, Andrew and Scoff. Uh, we look forward to seeing you back at Lake and Heath maybe one day, or you never know, we might take you up on the offer and see you out there stateside. Um, but yeah, again, um, thank you, everyone. Um, thank you, Panic. It's been a pleasure. Um, and for everyone else, uh, stay safe out there and we will see you at the fence.